1: It's the opening weekend of NFL 2022 season, and we have some history that's going to be made. A great author, historian, and journalist, Jason Reed joins us to tell us all about how history will be made, coming up in just a moment.
0: This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a
2: podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North
0: Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal
2: of positive
0: gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com.
2: This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.
1: Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to positive football history. We have a great episode coming on today as we are going to talk about something very relevant to the NFL as we start the season here. And that is the rise of the black quarterbacks. And that's the title of a book by our guest today, Mr. Jason Reed. Uh, Jason Reed, welcome to the Pigpen.
0: Hey, thank you for having me in the Pigpen. Well, we it's, we tried
1: to clean it up a little bit. We don't have uh, too much mud fly, flying around. You got a good cleaning day yesterday, so so we, we appreciate you coming on, sir, and talking about this very relevant uh, topic uh, because this weekend uh, you have pointed out there is some history being made. So we're we're glad to have you on.
0: Thank you. Yeah, uh, you know this weekend there'll be 13 uh, minority quarterbacks starting in the NFL, uh, 11 of whom are black, and that's the most in both categories ever in terms of minority starting quarterbacks and black starting quarterbacks in week one. Um, so definitely a, a, a significant day for the league in terms of the evolution of that position.
1: Before we get discussing in that, uh, maybe you could give us a little bit of who you are and how your football fandom grown to the point of writing a book.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I've i been um, a football fan as long as I can remember. Uh grew up in New York City initially and Uh, You know, with my brothers, we used to root for the Bill Parcells, Lawrence Taylor, Phil Sims led New York Giants teams that won a couple of Super Bowls in the late 1980s and early 1990s. Uh, Uh, Some great, great teams. Oh, my God. My goodness. You know, uh, Lawrence Taylor made me a football fan, not not just a football fan, but also um, it, it, it his play piqued my interest in how football works, like like, you know, what. You know the various positions and how how it all works together in terms of an edge rusher and a a cover corner and a you know a, a three technique tackle. So all that type of stuff it it piqued my interest. And I mean I played football in high school. wasn't good enough to play in college, but um, I've always been interested in football. And I I remember that when I was in high school while while I was on my team, I also got in the student newspaper, and um, I I just realized early on I wanted to be a sports writer and I wanted to cover the NFL and went to school, went to college um, out in California. Then um, for most of my career, well, for a big chunk of my career, I should say, I was a sports writer at the LA Times, Um, but I didn't get to cover football out there because the uh, Rams and the Raiders had left. And um, so I covered Major League Baseball. I covered the Los Angeles Dodgers. Then I finally uh, went east to work for the Washington Post. They offered me the job covering at the time, the, the name of the team was the Washington Redskins, and I covered the Washington Redskins for uh, four, three, three years, and then, then I became a sports columnist, and my job primarily was to travel with the Redskins and write about them, uh, because, you know, that's the biggest thing in Washington, D.C. Um, left the Washington Post in 2014, I believe, yeah, 2014, and became a senior writer at a well, I became an NFL columnist at ESPN.com, and then I um, moved over from ESPN.com, and I also work now for what was called The Undefeated, and now it's called Anscape, where I'm a senior NFL writer covering the NFL, and I also still work for ESPN.com as well, so that's, um, that's how I got to this point.
1: Well, wow, that's uh, quite a resume you have there, and you have a lot of frequent flyer miles, I'm sure, too, going one coast to the other. Uh, fantastic. Now, I guess that uh, you know, being a journalist, the. One of the things that have a great story is the timing and the relevance uh, to the readers and boy, you put a book out right at the right time for the relevance of what's happening here. You know, like you said, a historic moment, having uh, 13 minority quarterbacks, uh, 11 of them black coming to uh, start in the NFL week one. And that, that's just a fantastic timing on your part and a, a great story. So we're, we're glad that uh, you could have a little bit of time here to talk with you about it.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You know, um I, I it's it's interesting how, like you said, timing how things work out. You know, I've been telling people I've been doing so many interviews for the book, and I'm and I'm. It, it's such a great thing to be able to talk about your work when you feel passionate about your work and you know things that you've done. And, um, I, I've been telling people in every interview that I do that we are now in the era of the black quarterback, and what I mean by that is you you look at the league and the way it is now look, they're always going to be great white quarterbacks too. Don't get me wrong. And and what will truly be great is when we get to a point when none of this stuff even matters anymore, where we don't even, no one even thinks about saying, hey, it's week one, it's a record number of minority quarterbacks and a record number of black quarterbacks. But I think it's still, still important at this point because of the historical significance and how far we've come. Um, you know, I, I said we're in the era of the black quarterback. You, you look at the league and how many superstar black quarterbacks they are and th- there are right now you know and, and they these guys have the the biggest contracts and the faces of teams they have enormous platforms and it's not just the Patrick Mahomes and the Russell Wilsons and Dak Prescott you know you look at the young guys now I mean, Trey Lance in San Francisco has been handed the keys to the car Justin Fields in Chicago and you look at the pipeline now, that's why, I really, that's why I really point to this being the error of the black quarterback, because if you turn on, like I'm a football fan, period. I love the NFL, but I also love watching college football. I went to USC, so I, I got to follow college football. And, and but, listeners, um, you
1: can't see it right now, but he has an SC uh, ball cap on. So
0: Yeah, I have an FC <laughs> ball cap on. Um, you look at the traditional college powers, the Alabamas, the Ohio State's you know, USC, if it can get back to where it used to be, all led by superstar black quarterbacks or or black quarterbacks who could be superstars. But it's not just those schools. You look, at turn on the TV right now, Florida State, um, uh, you know, Clemson, uh, LSU. Uh, I mean, black quarterbacks everywhere. You know, I'm, a, I'm an old newspaper guy and I started out covering high school football and high school recruiting. And I remember when I would go to the elite, you know, Camps for the rising quarterbacks, the four star and five star prospects, you'd never see black kids at these things. Now, there are black kids all over these camps. So, from youth football to high school to college to the NFL, it, 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 it they're like I said, they're always going to be great white quarterbacks as well. We saw one, uh, Thursday night. Actually, I'm, I'm out here in LA right now. I was out here for the opener, the uh, charge, excuse me, the charges, the Rams versus the Bills. And you know, you see what Josh Allen did, but. We're at a point right now where it would not be surprising if in the next five to eight years, there were as many as 12 to 16 superstar black quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's just such a change from the way things used to be.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you, you look at uh you know the history of, of what's been happening, like you said, and there, I mean there's been some great quarterbacks that, that have uh you know, we have uh you know um, Warren Moon and Doug Williams and Randall Cunningham, just to name a few. Uh, I'm, I'm from Western Pennsylvania, so I can remember, you know, Joe Gilliam who had, uh, all the promise in the world and was very talented and, you know, even, even going back further in history, not necessarily quarterbacks, but, you know, you had, you know, Charles Fallis and Fritz Pollard, uh, you know, Willie Strode, Bill Willis opening up doors. So now these doors are being opened up and, you know, with these, these great talented quarterbacks, like, like we mentioned a few that are playing this weekend. And, uh, I, I think that's just a, a great thing to, uh, like you said, let's let's get rid of the, this whole uh, color thing in, in football because it really doesn't happen in the locker room. Any locker room I've gone to, people really don't talk about it. It's outside of the locker room, outside of the football field mostly. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad that uh, you know this world can be cleansed and we're all just just people. And I, I think that's a great thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Totally agree.
1: Now maybe we uh, if you could you mentioned a few of their names if you could give uh credence to these uh, players that are, are starting this weekend that uh, you're mentioning the, the 13.
0: Yeah, well I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes the the who had who when he won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago was the youngest became the youngest player in NFL history then at only 24 to have a Super Bowl trophy a Super Bowl MVP award and a league MVP award because he won the the AP MVP award the year before he won the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson, only the second quarterback in the history of the AP MVP voting to be a unanimous winner. A guy named Tom Brady was the other one. Um, You look at Russell Wilson, a future Hall of Famer. Dak Prescott, who leads America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, You look at Kyler Murray, who AP Offensive Rookie of the Year or two-time Pro Bowler. Um, Trey Lance, who I mentioned, you know, the San Francisco 49ers traded up in the draft to get him a few years back. You know, they're giving him the keys to the car and they are gonna say, hey, you know, take off with this thing. Justin Fields in Chicago, uh, Jacoby Brissett in, in Cleveland, who is starting in place of Deshaun Watson, who has been suspended because he violated the NFL conduct, uh, personal conduct policy. But I mean, he has the biggest Deshaun Watson is the biggest guarantee in the history of the NFL in terms of contract. Um, and then, you know, um, other guys, you know, uh, Tua, 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 Tua in, in Miami. I, I just um, call him Mr. Tua because I don't want exactly, to discredit his family name. I... Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, in, in Miami, uh, Marcus Mariota is starting. So, you know, it, it's, a, it, it's a great time because what it shows is, is that, you know, when people are given an opportunity to compete, based upon their ability, their intellect, their individual skills that, you know, anybody can, can rise up based upon their ability as long as they're given an opportunity to compete.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the, those are great names. A couple that uh, you, you have on your list also Jameis Winston and Geno Smith are also scheduled to start. And we, we have a lot of great quarterbacks that are uh, on the rise that probably aren't starting as week. I mean, you already mentioned Deshaun Watson, you know, superstar there. um you Know we uh just had here in the western Pennsylvania area, they just announced about an hour ago uh, Pittsburgh is going to honor uh Dwayne Haskins who uh who departed this uh, our life here uh, just a few months back with by wearing a number three on the back of their helmets in honor of him. So you know, some oh, right. great
0: uh superstars, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a very you know, um, tragic story. Uh, you know, a guy who you know had all the promise, you know, in Washington drafts of number one he, he you know he was in that same draft where Kyler murray was selected first overall the washington drafts from the first round you know it's very unfortunate that organization was you know, stability you know is not uh, synonymous with that organization and you know he was in a he was in a situation where he made some mistakes in terms of you know the things that you want a number one draft pick to come in and do but it will also not help because of the instability in the organization you know, why is we going to Pittsburgh? And we all know, you know, died tragically recently. So I think that's a very classy move by the Steelers, but that's not surprising with that organization.
1: Yeah. It's uh, a yeah, very tragic indeed, but you know, but we all do knucklehead things when we're young men at uh, 20, 21 years old coming out of college. You know, I, I can raise my hand and say, I probably did some stupid things too. Just wasn't in the public spotlight like these guys are. And you know, they're the presses, not, not anything against the press. So well
0: taken. But, yeah. I hear you,
1: but, but they're under tremendous pressure uh, to perform and to be these role models. And they're just kids, you know, and they're just coming out of school and, Man, I mean, I can't even imagine the pressure.
0: It's a lot. It's a lot, you know. And, you know, when he was at Ohio State, you you looked at the things he did. Um, and as it turned out, you know, it would have been better for him to stay in school for another year, probably. Um, but, you know, he, he wanted to come into the league. And, um, you know, and again, I just think that that organization, the way they handle things, are just such a classy organization. They do things the right way. So I'm not surprised they're doing this.
1: Yeah, I mean who who knows with uh he did we don't have that tragedy. We might have a 14th starter this year. You know, who knows? That was gonna be a pretty good competition, I think, with uh yeah all four of them. But of course they hadn't drafted Picky, they might not have drafted him. Uh yeah. or maybe maybe they did. I can't remember if that, that might have been after the draft.
0: No, know. no, they no, he he died after they drafted him, I believe. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So no, I'm sorry. He died before they drafted him.
1: Right. So they might not have use that draft right. pick on a quarterback so we you know he they might they might not have won that competition so
0: yeah um, you know you still know yeah.
1: yeah that's for sure that's for sure okay so we you know had one game in the books uh when we're recording this you know we're we're doing this the friday after the thursday game so we we have a whole slate of nfl games coming up here uh do you have have any preseason uh favorites that you want to talk about before the season gets, gets going
0: well, listen, I mean, anybody who'd go against the Buffalo Bills after that game last night, I, I mean, you know, um, you know, I was at – I covered the game. I was sitting in the stadium, and, like, you know, Josh Allen makes throws that you just say, well, somebody, you know, that big with that type of arm talent, arm strength, and also the type of athleticism he has, I mean, he's just – he's a beast, you know, and, and, and you add Von Miller to that defense, and – Look, the Los Angeles Rams had some problems in in, in their in their in, along their offensive line from a protection standpoint. but I, I think it was more bu- the Buffalo Bills def- defensive front than it was that the Rams offensive line was just that bad. I mean they were just physically dominated. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. Uh, the bills have been a chic Super Bowl pick for some time now, and I don't think it's just chic. I mean, I think that if this team can stay healthy, they're going to be a, a a bear for the whole AFC. Uh, I'm very interested to see what happens in a few weeks. Well, actually, not a few weeks. I believe it's October 16th when the uh, Bills will go to Kansas City again. You know, we, we remember that that uh, AFC uh, playoff game last year that was wow. just one of one of best football games I've ever seen, if not the best
1: um how, so how look, many times did you uh close the book in the last two minutes of that game thing okay we got a winner oh no, you know, no we don't have one <laughs> I know listen, I, did.
0: I, I did that several times and the thing about that game you know I I was going to cover that game and I said ah now I'll wait to the, to the AFC championship game and I was kicking myself after that because that I mean that was maybe there was a better football NFL game ever played I, I don't know where it was though and I mean that, that thing was just incredible um but you know the Bills um the Chiefs uh, you know, I'm really going out on a limb here in terms of like you know teams that compete. Um, <laughs> and I, and, I, and I, you know, I still think the Rams. I, like look, they play 17 of them now. Okay, so I, I don't think you you, you just write off the Rams after one game. Sean McVay has proven that he knows how to get this thing done. Um, yeah, they got to get some things straightened out along that line. But I look, I, I'm not going to say that the Rams can't get there. I'm not, I mean, I think the Buccaneers, obviously with Brady, you got to think that, you know, there's a shot there. You got Rodgers and Green Bay still. So even without Devontae Adams, I mean, I you know, like Aaron Rodgers, you know, if Aaron Rodgers had a couple more Super Bowls by his name, you might be talking about him as the greatest of all time, you know, um, because he's from a talent standpoint, like even I think Tom Brady will acknowledge Aaron Rodgers is better. Like, I mean, you know, Brady is the most successful quarterback of all time. And I, and I almost I hate to get into this whole thing about, you know, you can't argue against Brady's seven Super Bowls, but, you know, I I remember talking to old time uh, scouts and player personnel people. And, you know, they've told me there's no better prospect in the history of the game than John Elway. So, you know, you can, you can talk about that. You can talk about Rogers. Um, And I know I'm kind of going all over the map here, but um, yeah, I, I, I think the teams that you'd look at are, are the teams everybody knows Buffalo, Kansas city, um, you know, the Chargers could be a sheet pick to come out of the AFC and then, you know, any other conference again, I mean, I still think you got to look at the Rams. I think you still got to look at Tampa Bay and, 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 uh, Green Bay Dallas, you know, with with that Tyron Smith injury, I I just don't see it now, but, um, anyway, that's my few cents.
1: Well, I, I think those are pr- some pretty strong uh, picks and that's some pretty great teams uh, you're talking about. Before we let you go, let's just make sure that folks know uh, name of your title of your book again, if you could please, and where they can, uh,
0: where it's available for them to purchase. Oh, I really appreciate that uh, title of the book rise of the black quarterback, what it means for America. And, uh, people can get the book wherever books are sold uh, amazon.com barnesandnoble.com target.com i like to support my local bookstores because I, I like to read so uh that you know support your local bookstores and uh people can follow me if they choose to at j espn uh, on twitter and um at espn.com and uh, anscape.com
1: Okay. And folks, if you're driving, can't uh, write something down at the time, don't worry. We'll have we put these links in the show notes of this very podcast so you can get in touch with uh, Jason, know what he's going on, get get his book and have the links to get to his book too. And make sure you buy that book. It's a very good one indeed and very timely. Uh, Jason Reed, uh, very happy to have you on. Very honored to have you on today and uh, appreciate your time, sir.
0: Hey, thanks for having me and I appreciate you.
2: on your favorite podcast provider multiple times each week. So remember that Darren Hayes, the host of the Pigskin Dispatch and Jersey Dispatch Podcast. It's found right here on the Sports History Network.